Namaste, everyone, and welcome to the Jai Bhakti Yoga podcast, where we share information on all things yoga, Ayurveda, and well-being lifestyle. I am excited to share these resources, insights, interviews, and so much more as we grow together on this wonderful journey of well-being. I am your host, Christina Andrini, founder of Jai Bhakti Yoga Foundation and JBYU School of Yoga and Ayurveda. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to our blog on Tumblr, as well as to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all the fun social media channels where we share some of the tips and insights and resources from our podcast and vice versa on here. Now let's go ahead and begin with today's episode. Good morning, family and friends. So I'm Christina with Jai Bhakti Yoga, and here we are today. We're going to be speaking about, and let me put my glasses on so I can actually see, is the surviving the story within. And this is a pretty important topic that we'll be talking about. Uh, We'll be joined next week by Mary Colleen, who is an expert in the... Uh, areas of depression and mental health. She will be with us, joining us for four weeks straight, four Mondays in a row that will be diving into topics such as this. So I want to say good morning to our community. Good morning, Ariel. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, friends. Good morning, Say Love Yoga. Good morning to our family and community that is here to nurture and support one another. And today's episode, we're talking about the past does not predict our future. And we will be discussing um, this focus on our attention on cultivating awareness. And forgive me if I'm looking down quite a bit today because I wrote out a really um, specific topic that I want us to really tackle and to and to appreciate because it's something that we all go through. And in lieu of Suicide Prevention Month, Suicide Awareness Month, um, as well as mental health, which is not just a monthly thing, it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing circumstance that we want to address and not forget about just because it was the topic of the month. So it's really something to keep in mind. And as we come into focusing our attention on cultivating this awareness on mental and emotional uh, well-being through the study of how this is going to get a little bit more scientific. So for those of you in my teacher training, this is something you might want to pay attention to because This is where our neurons that fire together, wire together. And if you're not familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, I'm going to highly encourage you to check him out, to watch his YouTube videos, because his teachings transformed my entire life during a season of a really dark time. And it was a huge shift. But something that one of my coaches told me was that during these shifts in in transitions in our lives, where we're uncomfortable and we're getting out of those comfort zones is exactly where the growth happens. It's exactly where the growth happens. If you feel that way, feel free to comment below, um, share any of those experiences as well that have transformed you. Blessed morning, y'all. And so um, 
let's move let's move on now so through the study of how these neurons that are located in our brains they fire together and wire together it's also exemplified based on the traditions that we've had in the past and we have to think about our upbringing right we we think about these paradigms right these paradigms that we've been brought up with these paradigms that we've been taught and still since we were young some of us have come up in uh very hispanic families that have if you're hispanic and you know what i'm talking about <laughs> give a thumbs up italian same thing you come up with extremely uh, very old-fashioned way of being brought up okay and then we have paradigms from our belief systems we have paradigms from um, what we eat and so these are things that we need to start awakening and, and and appreciating that there are other people out there that share different and or similar and or shifted paradigms and with paradigms comes paradigm blindness so when we think about this, um, paradigm is such a powerful word. And so I want you to think about your belief system, your traditions, what it is that you are used to. This also can be cycles and the same patterns that we in, are investing ourselves in, in relationships, in friendships, in being in relationships that we know are not healthy for us, but yet for some reason we remain there. And we have to ask ourselves, why is that? Why is that? Okay. And we, we want to culture this around this community because we've instilled this so deeply into our programming since we were young, since we were little. And we grow up this way. So when we go to another country and we see them doing something different, we're completely shocked. It's like a complete culture shock, right? You have no idea that this is the life that they live because this is how they were brought up and it becomes very foreign to us and we have to adapt and we have to adjust, we have to refine. And so we need to be able to take that into consideration as we ourselves continue to evolve. And so we're going through these stories that we've had built within ourselves that we're trying to now manipulate and mold so that they can become a little bit more comfortable and in doing so, it's actually causing more harm because we're going against the natural flow of our progression. Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks about how our conditioned past creates a predictable future. Okay, Our conditioned past creates the predictable future. So if we're stuck in the past and the same cycles, and in yoga we call this samskaras, the same cycle. And samskaras can be healthy, they can be really progressive, or the samskaras can really hold you back. You can continue to do the same thing. Like Einstein said, you do the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result, and it creates insanity, all right? You'll never get to where you're gonna go if you're not gonna make a difference or make a change, and that's where we come back to the same, the same neurons that fire together, wire together, right? So if you're continuously doing the same thing and you're getting the same result, you're getting the same response, then there's no progression. But yet at some point, and those, and those neurons are gonna to continue to get stronger and stronger in their connection. Now, when we take the time to actually switch that connection, right? It's like, okay, I'm gonna go down this aisle in the grocery store. I know I'm gonna get this every single time I go there. But if you're going down the bread aisle, 
don't expect to find any pineapples down the bread aisle unless you go to the produce section where you can find the pineapples. So you have to make the shift and go a different way to find something new, okay? So the same way, like that, our brains, our neurons, that fire together will rewire. So when you are changing through transcendental meditation, through your yoga practice, to culturing these new mindsets, growth mindsets I like to call them, those neurons that are in your brain are going to start to rewire and reprogram slowly but surely. Nothing happens overnight, y'all. Nothing happens overnight. We digress, we fall back. It's just like someone that going to the gym every single day, every single day, but you know what, I don't feel good today. I don't want to go to the gym today. So they don't go to the gym. And then the next day they don't go to the gym. And the next day they don't go to the gym. And so then all of a sudden they stop going to the gym. And so the, the physiology that was used to this certain routine now is transcended to a different routine. And now those neurons that are firing together are gonna to rewire together. And so we need to maintain that consistency when we are committing ourselves to making these subtle and supple changes. The brain is quite powerful and it is able to actually reprogram itself so that you can create something what is known as ojas. And it comes from food and it also comes from, it's the final, final, final aharas. It's the final, final, final byproduct that invites this infusion of vibrance and light into the entire body. And through that same ojas, through that vibrancy, also comes that, sh that mindset shift. And also the cerebral fluid in the mind flows through the whole body as soon as you start to make those shifts, just with one simple thought. Today, I am going to have hot tea instead of coffee. Today, I am going to go for a walk outside instead of sleep in. So making those very, very simple shifts, tiny shifts make a giant difference. And that is the importance of making those simple shifts of compassion within yourself when we start to re rewire and reprogram our brains. You know, um, this holds great value because when we're young, we're exposed to whatever is in that space at the time. We are exposed to whatever our mom and our dad is teaching us at that time, or if we're raised by our grandparents, aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, community, we're exposed to that environment. The environment that's around us is going to make a huge impact on who we will evolve into if we allow it to affect us in a certain way. And I say this from the standpoint of trauma. When we are in a relationship that is unhealthy, we become accustomed to that. If we're in an abusive relationship, I speak from my own experience. When we are in an abusive relationship and it's a power and control wheel and you are just taking it and you keep taking it and you keep taking it and your kindness and your compassion and your love gets misconstrued as becoming a doormat and it gets taken advantage of, you begin to start thinking in your brain that this is normal, that this is what a relationship is supposed to be like. And then those samskaras continue and your brain starts to wire and those neurons start to fire together and they maintain that same type of connection. So each time you experience that, it becomes more and more natural. 
So by the time you actually realize and recognize that this is not healthy, that this is not normal, that is when it sometimes is too late and it becomes a part of you. Then every relationship that you're in is gonna be the same and it's gonna get worse and it's gonna be the same until it clicks, until it's that, that one straw that breaks the camel's back. And you recognize that, wait a minute, I need to value my worth. I am not a doormat. I need to value my worth. And that is part of our mental health. It's part of supporting ourselves mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because then we start to recognize, well, my mom stayed with my dad for so long, no matter what. But no matter what was because she was suppressing her inner emotions so that she can be the best wife or the best partner for that person. When we start to recognize that we are living our own dharmas and that we're not living the karmas of others and we're not whatever somebody else is putting on us is not ours it's not our fault it's not projection is not our fault okay we have to understand that we ourselves ourselves exactly a season for new agreements and cosmic shifts exactly when we recognize these changes these transformations within ourselves that's when we step into our truth. That is when we step into that rewiring that I'm going towards the pineapples instead of the bread today. You are rewiring and reprogramming your brain to adjust to a new capacity that is going to help you grow. And this is part of that season of growth. This is part of that season of change. And it's not easy. Sometimes stepping away from a relationship that you invested so much of yourself into is not easy. But at the same time, from great ruin comes great strength. And you will recognize that strength within yourself when you have courage, when you face your fear, when you start to rewire those programs. And you start to recognize that your dharma, your purpose, is to now share what you've gone through to inspire others because you overcame it, because you were able to find the transformation, to find the new progression and the new paradigm that you're able to break the old ones and take the blinders off. Because sometimes we're just trying to see through blinders. How hard is it to see through the cracks of my fingers when I'm trying to look at you right now? I can see a little bit, but when I take this off, I see clearly. And that's what's most important. It's removing the blinders to see clearly in the ocean of consciousness. At times it feels like we've been here before. You know, um, I'm a big fan of the band Nine Inch Nails and their latest album was, it, it feels like I've been here before. And it couldn't have been more true. Um, sometimes we find ourselves in spaces that we've been before. We've been here before, good morning, Illy. We've been here before and we've been able to recognize that pattern. And that's when you know your neurons have rewired because in that space, I feel like I've been here before. You know you've been there before. And in that space, you know now to make the changes that are gonna enliven you, empower you, and remove you from the situation that no longer serves you. As a matter of fact, as Illy says, you're elevating in ways you didn't know you had to. Right? You're elevating in ways you didn't know you had to. Going through the same experience, feeling the same pain, reacting, and I highlight this word reacting, and you'll see this in the blog when I post it later this afternoon, reacting the same way. 
When we are in the same cycle, in the same samskara, we begin to react in the same way. We react instead of respond. We, instead of going the high road, we go the low road. We react, we respond from emotion. We, the response mechanism comes immediately from emotion. That is the low road response of our brain. There's a high road and the low road. And both roads get together because the low road is going to impact the high road and or the high road will impact the low road if we take that moment to step back. When we take the moment to step back and see with the big picture versus through the tiny little lens, you will begin to adjust and see things and respond versus react. And that's a really big takeaway because we, in this human world of uncertainty and all the things of the Instagrams and of the Facebooks and of all of the social medias, we react based on what we're seeing, okay? And that's a very pitta quality of us because everything comes in through the eyes for pitta. Pitta is associated with the eyes, with vision. So everything that comes in, we react. If we're responding to it, that means that we're taking the time to sit with it for maybe half a second, half a minute, half... 30 seconds or so on, we eat it, we digest it, we infuse it, and then we respond. Especially when there's people that are really, really tickle you the wrong way, sometimes it's best to take it in, take a moment. We don't know what's going on behind here, okay? We just may happen to be at that space for them at that time, and we need to be accountable for how we respond versus how we react. The best way to do this is when you're in traffic. <laughs> That's the best way to learn how to do this is how, when you're in traffic, especially here in New Orleans. All right. And those of you in L.A. and Miami you probably know the same thing. Um, <clears throat> so this helps us to rewire those neurons and to make an extensive change by just shifting our mindset and we talked about this last week so you can go to last week's program and see how we talked about the shifting of the perception perception is not always necessarily our reality all right and so we talked about the high and the low road response so in this analogy the pebble is the source of the circumstance and the ripples are the effect and this is really important this is something Colleen is going to be really diving into and illustrating for us as an artist as well you have a pebble, all right? And so I'm gonna use my post-it note as a pebble, all right? And I take this pebble and I throw it into a lake. Now, the pebble doesn't change. It's the source, it's the seed. This is not gonna change. It's just gonna get heavy and it's gonna sink down to the bottom of the lake. What is gonna change is the surface of the lake. The ripples and those ripples are going to emanate and they're going to continue to expand until they touch a surface somewhere or dissolve back into the lake either way the surface is what's changed when colleen when colleen visits us in the coming weeks she's going to talk about this pebble and the ripples and how those manifests and those changes start to infuse everything else that we, that we are impacted by. 
The seed never changes. The pebble never changes. It will just sink to the bottom of the ocean. It is the seed of the source. But the ripples are what changes, okay? Because they start very strong, and then they start to come out, ultimately infuse into everything else. So it's really important to understand this diagram because what we put our attention on, what we put our focus on, is what is going to manifest and create the ripples, okay? And so I wanted to share that with you because that's something that you're gonna be prepared to, to really dive into and explore with Colleen when she comes on next week. So what happened in the past, and this is where the main topic of this conversation comes in, the past does not predict our future anymore, all right? What happened in the past is sometimes the anchor of what holds us down from rising to greatness. Furthermore, because the circumstance was so painful, we may think we have a clear perspective of what happened exactly. But, like the pebble at the bottom of the lake, trying to see through the ripples, one can only see clearly the entirety of the pebble, not the ripples. Instead of just letting the pebble be, we revisit it over and over, hoping to find clarity and closure when all the while remaining in the cycle of the wound. It's like pouring salt into a wound. So we don't wanna add aggravation, we wanna subdue it. And so if you're the pebble and you're synced to the bottom and you're at the seat of your source, but you keep looking up at those ripples and you're trying to see clearly through the ripples, why don't you look straight directly where the pebble dropped in because that is the most clear. Where the pebble dropped in is the clearest part. Everything else is emanating out. So really finding the seed of your source, not adding salt to the wound. Anything that remotely reminds us of the past, this is really important, y'all. Anything that remotely reminds us of the past inadvertently triggers a past condition and therefore we, here's that word again, react with a predictable response and co-create the predictable future. Have you ever said to yourself, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen. You probably have. You've probably been in a situation where you've said to yourself, damn it, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew they were gonna say that. I knew they were gonna do that. I knew I was gonna do that. I knew I was gonna say that. When that happens, it's because you already have been there before. And this is where you've now come to realize that you have the power to make a huge difference. What we've been through in the past will give you insight as to how not to do it again in the future. If you've been there before and you've seen this happen before and you say that to yourself, I knew this would happen, then that's where we have to take that really, really strong step with ourselves and say, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going there again. I'm not gonna deal with that again. I've been there, got the t-shirt, did that ride and I'm not doing it again. So it's really important to take ownership of knowing that you have the power to not have to say that again, all right? So you ever wonder where the term, you're so predictable came from? I'm gonna let you sit with that for a little bit. You're so predictable. Because more than likely, you've been there before, all right? 
So in order to break the same cycle with the same outcome, we need to understand the story we are telling ourselves and how true it is. How true is the story? How true is the story that you're telling yourself right now? Is it something that you've deeply ingrained that you are having fear to remove? Where can we find the courage to make the transformations that you need in your life right now? I know it's a little bit of tough love, but at the same time, we all need to hear it. We all need to understand that surviving the story within means we have to rewire our programming, our conditioned beliefs, those traditions from the past that are not serving our highest good. We have to acknowledge those shifts so that we're not predictable, so that it's not easy. Oh, it's so easy to irritate you. It's so predictable. Those are the people you don't want in your life if they're going to continue to do that. We need to make those strong choices. And sometimes, like some of the companies I like to follow have made some really strong shifts in their paradigms because they've had to, to remove what no longer serves the greatest good. And it's important that you do that for yourself internally. And therefore you will attract because you're making space for what is serving you versus what isn't. When you remove the toxins, it's just like when we are practicing uh, self cleansings during this, the transition of change. We cleanse the body, we release all of the impurities, we detox, and then we refine ourselves. We put in everything that is within our own innate being, all right? Everything within our innate being is now being refined and purified, working through the Agni, working through the fire purification, and the body is nourished by what it's taking in. And that is the environment, it's your food, it's all the things. Everything that surrounds us is a part of what our bodies are responding to. Yes, Ariel, it is absolutely being recorded, for sure. Yes. Now, I wanna also share with you a few more things before we end today. Traditions from a paradigm that one grows attached to, the word attached, okay? In yoga, and the yamas and the niyamas, we practice brahmacharya, which is contentment and also non-attachment. Non-attachment, very important. In the yamas and the niyamas, it's part of the first of the eight limbs of yoga, okay? And at times, even from blindness to any other invitation of seeing differently. Traditions are great to an extent, but also carry a heaviness to them. Traditions are mostly practiced in gatherings of community and family where some may feel included and others may be excluded or feel inadequate from a stigma or aversion to a certain time of year. And we spoke about this in, in, in a few episodes back about inclusion and inclusivity. So you can watch that in Yoga is Not a Performance about inclusivity is one of the first episodes we did. In order to break the same cycle with the same outcome, we need to understand the story we are telling ourselves and how true it is how we can change it, and do we want to grow? And I want you to ask yourself that today. Do you want to grow? Do you want to expand? Do you want to enliven the inner intelligence of your body, of yourself, of your physiology? This is your opportunity to do that. This is your time. This is your time. No other time but now. We can't procrastinate. We can't keep putting it off. This is something we need to do. See, Words have the power 
basically they have an incredible power. They have the power to break us down and to build us up. In abusive relationships, again, I speak from experience. In abusive relationships, you will be told many, many things. And unfortunately, there was a circumstance with a young lady that we all have seen through the social media channels. Her name was Gabby, who herself went through an abusive relationship. And in that relationship, she was broken down to a point where she lost it. All right? This happens often. This is not because you're not crazy. You're not psycho. You're not all those names that this person is going to call you. All right? Including other colorful words that come along with it. You're not the person that is trying to ruin their life and you should not apologize for who you are. Y'all came together for a reason and their job is not to make you feel less than. A partner is supposed to be someone that is uplifting you and infusing you with the light and back and forth. It is a light energy exchange. It is not let me take all of your light and let me put you into darkness. No. We are uplifting ourselves. We are uplifting one another. We are coming together. And if there's a partner or a person or a situation or circumstance or a job or whatever that is holding you back, that is pushing you down, that is making you feel less than, it's time to make some serious changes. It's time to step into your power. It's time to step into your value and your truth and to value your worth. You need to know that it's time for you to grow. Grow into a new flow. Because right now, and I'm looking right at you, and you know exactly who you are. You've been holding yourself back. You've been making excuses for the other person, giving them the benefit of the doubt because you're just such a sweet person, and you're very empathetic, and you're very loving. And oh, well, you're a yogi, so if you're a yoga person, or you're into all this wellness stuff, then... You should just be able to take it. Mm. Just because, and Tosha Silver says this really, really strongly, just because you're a spiritual person or spiritual being doesn't make you less human. All right? It doesn't make you less of a human. You don't have to be disrespected. And as my friend Sam once said, respect is the highest form of love. Respect is the highest form of love. If there is no respect, there is no love. Love has respect, shows compassion, and is kind. It will never deflate someone. It will only inflate you. It will only progress you. It will fill you up with a vibrancy. Love you can find in all things. We infuse it within ourselves, within the things that we love to put ourselves into, pour ourselves into the plants around us and nature and the circadian rhythms, love is all around us. And yet we're blinded because we're looking through the blinders instead of taking the blinders off. So I want you to journal about a couple things. You know, we're told to do something and most of us do it. We're asked something and most of us respond. But some hurtful words are are pretty hurtful. They actually hurt worse than than a physical punch. You know, a physical punch, a bruise heals. It goes away. You won't forget it. (laughs) You won't forget who did it. But you will definitely remember the words that were told to you. And those words 
run deep like a scar. And you can't just cover up a little scar with a little bit of sesame oil and it goes away, you know. Scars run deep, you know. I had the chicken pox when I was a little kid. I got little scars on my face from the chicken pox. They are a reminder to me that I had the chicken pox when I was a kid, right? Or severe acne when I was a young kid. And layered in with that. And those scars, I still see them and I still have them. And it's a reminder of how I overcame them years later. But they're still there. And just like that, words can barely dig deep into the soul. And you can remember those words. And those words that person said to you have the power to shift your energy. They shift your physiology. But in order to overcome those words, you have the power to journal about them, to think about them, to sit with them, and to recognize, I don't need those anymore. I don't need those anymore. And even though like the pebble, they sink down to the ocean floor, ultimately, they will begin to heal. They will begin to be covered up. And they'll ultimately be revealed in a different way where you can now take those words and now offer them up in a loving way and say, thank you for being my teacher. Thank you for teaching me that these words are truly not who I am, but a projection of who you were. And I am overcoming these words because now I'm able to speak my truth knowing fully as I embody the new version of who I am each and every single day. Your journaling homework before we get introduced to our divine friend is going to be a few of these, which I'm gonna need my other eyes to help me see them. All right, now, when was the last time you had a falling out with someone and what were the last words exchanged? So write that down in your journal. These are the, and you'll see these also again um, on the blog over on Tumblr, Jai Bhakti blog, you will see them there. What was the last time you had a falling out with someone and what were the last words exchanged? When was the last time you saw that person? And how does this impact you? Okay. When was the last time you saw that person? And how does that impact you? Okay. So traditionally, we will revert back to the same behavioral patterns. This is normal. Okay. Do not kick yourself in the butt every single time you backslide. All right. We all go through it. We've all been there before. <laughs> like we said, we've all been there before. So be patient with yourself. This is going to be a progression. This is not an overnight shift. This is a progression, all right? And so we sometimes will revert back. I mean, this is kind of like an addict. And think about this. Very important that I said that. Addiction. Attachment. We can be attached to those same behaviors, those predictable behaviors, because they're comfortable. All right. They're comfortable. And when we start to recognize that we're in a comfort zone, it's hard for us to get out of the uncomfortable, which means it's hard for us to grow. We need the discomfort in order to grow. So we need to be able to face ourselves and be able to write and reflect on where it is we need to evolve. Very important. The behaviors from the past that we're used to, in order to rewire the neurons in our brains, we have to transition and transform those very thoughts. 
okay? So here I'm gonna ask you to look at yourself with a capital S, yourself with a capital S, all right? Why did you have that last falling out with someone? Write that down. Why, 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 why? Why did you have that last falling out with someone? What, what was it? What it is it? As George Lopez says, what it is it, all right? What was the last time, why was the last time you chose to see that person. Why was it? And what was it? And when was it? When was the last time you saw that person? Why was it the last time you saw that person? How does it make you feel right now? How does it make you feel right now? Now ask yourself, why does this impact or not impact you? In a way of a shape of a form, it impacts you in some way. Every single person that has come into your life is a divine being, whether good or bad, okay? Because every being is a spiritual being. We are all divine beings. We are all manifests of the unmanifest. We are all the manifest of the pebble that is in the ocean. And from there, we need to understand that there's going to be impacts from way in the past from grandma grandpa all the way to all the beautiful friends and and people that have impacted your life even from the most smallest level i remember getting a bed from my friend felina because i didn't have a bed because one of my partners decided he was gonna take everything i ever owned including my toothbrush and toothpaste and i had nothing at one point and the community in new orleans that i served came together and helped rebuild my life. And for those of you that don't know me very well, New Orleans is my spiritual mother. And the beings that live here are my spiritual sisters and brothers. And all of them have made a huge impact in my life. And it's why I serve the community I serve with so much heart and soul, because the love I have for New Orleans and what they've done for me in some of the hardest and darkest times of my personal life, they have come out of nowhere, have manifested from divine to bring to life things that I never knew could actually be true. And so I speak from experience when I say, yes, it is possible for you to make these shifts in your life and transform and not only transform, but as Illy says, translate what it is that is embodied in you that you're receiving from these divine spiritual teachers so that you're able to translate it into the community that you are serving, all right? So are you able to see things in a different light or has this created a scar somewhere? So there are some topics that we will address as we enter into the month of reflection, growth, support, and triumphs. You're gonna learn quite a bit from Mary Colleen, Maria Colleen, she'll be joining us over the next four weeks. And um, she's gonna be diving into these topics. Now, for those of you that are in my teacher training or would like to dive deeper into trauma, I have a book resource for you and I'm going to also list that book resource on my website as well as on the blog, as well as underneath this video when it's completed. And that is gonna be called The Body Keeps the Score, 
sure a lot of you um, that are in this world um, have read this book, okay? This book is a very important book and it's a very hard read for some, all right? The Body Keeps the Score. It's by Bessel van der Kolk, MD, he's a doctor, um, uh, psychiatrist, a German psychiatrist. And I want you to take some time to read this very, very, very powerful book. And also I'll give you a list of resources underneath here. I'll tag all of the resources that I can possibly fathom in my brain <laughs> to support you and this community as we are surviving the stories within. We are rewiring our brain. So you are going to be introduced to Dr. Joe Dispenza if you have not um, been already. Very important being in my life. Illy introduced me to him and I will be introducing him to you. And um, I also want to introduce you to Nami, as well as to um, Mapi, which is the Maharishi Ayurvedic um, website where you can find tools and resources to help you through the Ayurvedic progression, understanding what your dosha constitution is, as you hear me talking about vata and pitta and kapha and all of that. Um, Agni and Ama, a lot of Sanskrit, I do use a lot of it because it's all part of the Vedic uh, terminology that I teach with in my uh, courses, as well as Russell Paul and Jayutal. These are mantras and singing, which helps to alleviate any disturbances by chanting. Uh, the, the yoga of sound, very important. We'll have soon Nell Simmons, who's a beautiful singer. Uh, she sings along with Trombone Shorty here in New Orleans, and she will be joining us in, uh, in November for one of our music webinars that we will have here. So um, Moses Love as well. So you're going to have plenty of resources at your fingertips to support you in breaking these habits and creating new ones and better ones that are going to enliven and enrich the intelligence within your body. So with that, I will say namaste, so much love, and I am looking forward to connecting with all of you. I invite you to join our mailing list. Uh, you could just go to the website and join there. So you'll be uh, included in more insights and information and courses that we'll be offering as we dive deeper into the layers of our body and how we refine ourselves during this time of uncertainty and change. Surviving the story within is surviving what has been going on so long and starting to break the old patterns to infuse new ones. I love you so much. I look forward to seeing you soon, to teaching with you, to growing with you and enlivening the intelligence within. Namaste and much love. Thank you all so much for participating in today's wonderful podcast. As always, it's such a joy and an honor to share in this space with all of you and hold the space together as a collective. I invite you to support my life's work on Teachable. For those of you that would like continuing education units, Teachable will be the go-to for your membership. I'm looking forward to growing together and meeting you all. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and introduce yourself. I would love to follow you back and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free classes that are posted weekly. Looking forward to our next chat together and I'll see you online, in person, in an immersion or on this podcast. See you soon. From my heart to yours, much love and namaste.